0: Hello, hello, hello. I am your Trace Lisette, hostess with the most is Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo mouth. Oh. mouth.
1: I'm
0: the queen of food who's always She'll. in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good. Show you how to. Oh, hug. God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. I <laughs> got <The> goosebumps. <laughs> Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the mostest, Munoz. And you know what? I've said it every week, and now we're here. We are a week away from Thanksgiving. The holidays are here. Don we now, our very gay apparel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, what y'all? What You know what? In honor of the late Leslie Jordan. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing? Um, folks... I realized that every Thanksgiving for the past, what, three or four, I have gone out to eat in New York City as opposed to, like, be in someone's home. And I'm really missing being in someone's home. And I'm going out to eat with my mom again and a friend. It's just it's just easier, right? And it's less strain on my mom. And I don't have a big space to cook in. But I'm I was really feeling that this week, that I'm really missing a a home vibe of just like sitting around getting fat and drunk and those are my thoughts for today I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with that because it's uh you know what I am blessed and highly favored to have a family that loves me and have a chosen family that loves me for sure so I am grateful for that but I was just feeling a little nostalgic about like being being home and cooking and maybe next year this is going to change. Um, I can't wait to see what you all are doing out there. But I want to get to the getting on because I am so excited for today's guest who hasn't been here in quite some time. So I'm happy to have her back. Welcome, the one,
2: the only Edward Massey. Say hi. Hello. Hello. I am so happy to be back. And I honestly cannot believe how long it's been.
0: It's It's been a minute. In your mouth, listeners, if you're new here or you've just joined within the past few months, and thank you to all of you out there who have been with me for this entire ride. Um, Eddie hasn't been on. We were just talking about this since October 7th, 2020. We were still deep in Miss Demi Pandemia. <laughs> okay.
2: Like, honestly, quite at the beginning of it, now that it's been, like, two years and a bit, you know? Like, that was right at the beginning.
0: I mean, we did not know what was happening. All I knew that was happening is that your crazy behind was like, I'm going to open a business, and it's going to be great. (laughs) And lo and and behold, you are wrong, honey.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was ready. You know what? I was ready. The time just did it for me, and... I feel like with every closed door comes an open door. And that's just, that was the opportunity there.
0: Wait, with every closed door comes an open door?
2: Yeah, am I saying this wrong?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you close the door, you close. I mean, isn't it like you close a window with every closed window? And a door know. opens. But I like when like, one door closes, another opens. Is that yes. it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it.
2: That's what I'm trying to say. Is that it? We, yeah, we got there. We, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, because you know, my catering business that I had been building for five years was growing and then everything just obviously catering closed altogether. So it was like, what was going to be next? And the grocer just kind of came about. And at the time, It just worked. It's crazy.
0: It really worked. And I feel like you gave a community exactly what they needed. But we'll get to that. And since you've been here before, but it's been a minute, you know I got to do what I got to do. And in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I need to wish you happy National Fast Food Day. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take
2: it.
0: Yeah? Are you a fast food
2: queen? Not at all.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) I was was like... You're forever eating all that meze. Like, (laughs) you ain't Um, nobody's fast food queen. No, no,
2: no. Um, I have to say I'm a fast food queen in an airport.
0: I, I mean, what kind? Are we like, are we
2: Wendy's? Are we McDonald's? Are we Shake Shack? Are we... Shake Shack and LaGuardia, for sure. But in general, like, yeah, I would say probably... McDonald's. I mean, I'm a K. I love KFC, but like that's not really an airport. So I would say McDonald's. Oh, all right, all right.
0: I'm I'm a Jollibee queen. Have okay. you ever had Jollibee?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I have.
0: Delicious. Give me Delicious. all of this. Yeah, give but you all. can't
2: find that everywhere.
0: No, give me all that gravy though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. I mean, I. You know what? There's a Smash burger that opened up outside of my house to compete with the Shake Shack that is also outside of my house here in Times Square. And I regrettably, and maybe I had popped in Edible or something, I was like, you know what sounds really good? This Smash Burger. I want Smash Burger. (laughs) And I swallowed
2: that whole, and boy, did I pay the price for it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. You know, one of my favorite burgers is Five Guys, I have to say. It is Really? really good.
0: Yeah, I haven't I had a five guys. Five guys is also around the block and I haven't had a five guys in a minute.
2: I well, love five guys.
0: Yeah, I uh, okay, maybe I need to give them another try when when I'm off my head.
2: You know? <laughs> no, yeah. I would say that's probably the best one. I know you're surrounded by so much fast food over there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fast food nation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I eat no, and I eat none of it. It's rare. It of is course. very, very rare. I of have course. an Arby's, I have a I have two Jollibees, uh, two McDonald's, a Burger King, Dunkin' Donuts, 7-Eleven, Shake Shack, Smashburger. Um no KFC. There isn't KFC. There's a White Castle if I walk yes. for
2: it. Mhm. You know, by my house and a Popeye's by my house, which are like, so there's big.
0: Popeye's. I have Popeye's, you know, and on them. the heels of Thanksgiving, you still can go to Popeye's and get, get you a turkey. <laughs> That's a you thing. Really well, attention. no matter what you celebrate out there, whether it's Bee, McDonald's or Whataburger. Have you ever had a Whataburger? No, I don't think so. No, that's like that's Southern. That's like Texas. Um, We celebrate you out there and moving right along into this day in gay history. Eddie, did you know that in 1964, Randy Wicker is a guest on the Les Crane show, becoming the first openly gay person to appear on national television? Following the show, Wicker is barraged by hundreds of letters from isolated lesbians and gay men across the
2: country. 1964. Wow. Wow. That was the first time on national TV. I did not know that. No. I did not oh. know that. And I don't I don't know who that is either.
0: No, I I don't know who that is oh, either. Okay. But yeah, but you bad. can you can find you can find the footage online. I just love these little history tidbits, you know. Um love that yes and and this one was a was an uplifting one um i didn't i didn't dive deep because i wanted to keep it light so i i don't want to find out if horrible things happened to the man just yet (laughs) right we're just going to keep it as like you know (laughs) what shout out to you randy wicker for being you know being a forefather and on the forefront of the movement and being unafraid unafraid in 1964 to out yourself On national TV, because that was a big deal. But I want to get to the getting on, because I am so happy to have you here, Eddie. And In Your Mouth listeners, I'm sure you already know, because both of his Instagram accounts has, like, thousands and thousands of, like... Followers. (laughs) Followers. <laughs> but if you don't know, when Eddie Massey's neighborhood bodega closed its doors after 43 years, can we call it a bodega if it was Polish owned? We'll get to that. <laughs> when Eddie Massey's neighborhood corner store, Polish lovely corner store closed its doors. After 43 years in 2020, he called up the landlord and became the next tenant. Massey, who also graduated from the Culinary Institute of America, had run his own catering business for three years prior to the pandemic, but stay-at-home orders decimated his business. His Lebanese market and deli, called Eddie's Grocer, is now selling imported groceries from all over the Middle East in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Eddie, who was born in Beirut, also creates a rotating and seasonal menu of modern Lebanese cuisine that includes house-made meze, cheeses, baked goods, seasonal salads, sandwiches, Entrees and more. The market also sells spices, oils, pickled goods, jams, and sweets while packaging its own line of nuts, dried fruits, grains, flowers, spices, and snacks in house daily eddie also bought a farm recently which we need to talk about i mean she does it all folks and she is on the up and up and i had the pleasure most recently of joining eddie uh in a joint venture uh to film something for the alley forney center which will soon hit your um phone screens is that right yes that's right so um Thank you, first and foremost, for giving me of your time today, uh, out of your very very busy schedule. I'm so so happy to have you here, and happy to have you back. You know, first and foremost, I mean, what has been what has been the most the most fantastical thing that has happened over since you you've last been here?
2: There's two things. I think that like when. The last time I was on, it was in October of 2020, and that was two months after I opened up my shop, and I really had no idea where I was going to go, and to be honest, like it was the first time that I was introduced to you, and I was just like, this is another interview because I was doing so much at the time when I had just opened up, so I felt like... At the time, I was still questioning myself and still questioning this whole concept, this whole idea. Will it work? Will it not work? So I think, like, the best thing out of all of this is all this beautiful. Outcome from it. It's made me feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Like, I can cook. As a chef, you always question yourself like, am I doing this right? Is this good? Is this going to work? And I feel like I was always drained in those questions in in my head. And now I kind of have less of that. And that's like, I know that this is going well and I know the path that I'm going on and it's helped me build the store and get like better and stronger. So I feel like that has been the best part, but obviously like being on 30 under 30, being on the Drew Barrymore show, like doing Watch What Happens Live. I mean, so many fun, fun things along the way. And I think each one of those things just makes you realize, like, I can do this. Like, I got this. And yeah, I mean,
0: and, and in your mouth was at the precipice. We were at the beginning. Okay, this is some hard Hitting investigative reporting. Okay, we sought you out. <laughs> yes. And I am I am the David Muir of Food Podcasters.
2: Okay. <laughs> you know I'm gonna clap for you because you know I feel like you were the first podcast I did.
0: So I mean, don't forget us little people, okay? <laughs> and you know, and speaking like- of four. 30 under 30. Um, shout out to Forbes where I stole your bio from because we are both busy bitches and I needed a bio. So thank you to Forbes. <laughs> right.
2: Thank you oh, to I knew you could find one out there because there's one on my website too. But that one, I honestly, I've never had that. Somebody like read that one out loud to me and it's a great bio that they've read. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. most of the time we send bios to people, but that one's very well done. Yeah yeah it's it's a it's a good
0: one I enjoy it well, I am so happy to see see you again right and seeming how we just saw each other on set on set because we're those girls now um but I thought it would be really fun just to kind of talk about thanksgiving um thanksgiving prep give the listener since since you are you know a staple in the in the gay food community now um I feel like you could provide some really fun insight and maybe some insight with a twist, right? Because this this is something we also talked about not that long ago about being from, you know, culturally rich backgrounds. So, providing some insight in that way into Thanksgiving prep, what we're making for Thanksgiving, what what we should be eating if we if we aren't doing Thanksgiving. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have all sorts of different things for you. Um, yeah. We're doing a Thanksgiving menu actually at the grocer, and we are, to be honest, Knock on wood, like our orders has been have been great this year. Um, but you know, to me, whenever you're going into any holiday, anything at all, it's all about the prep list, the prep list, the like to do list, the order list, all that stuff. You got to organize yourself. It's go not- get your three I mean, month.
0: Go get your three month checkup and get on that prep list. Did you hear
2: it's, me? <laughs> I like to do everything seven seven days in advance. In a way, so like I would, you know, I would start this. Especially a big holiday and if you're having a lot of people over or if you're having friends and you're not great in the kitchen, like it should be started ahead. And I think if you start from this Thursday starting to gather all your stuff, you'll be able to prep things on like between Tuesday and Wednesday. So it's all ready for Thursday. Because if you're gonna put everything on the last day when the stores are closed, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like this is something that needs to be spread out and you know you're weak and you can like fit things in here and there. So I think that's the first. Thing to do: write your menu, get your prep list, prep list, and then order list done, and see what you have at home and what you don't. And that on its own is going to, like, honestly chop everything in half because you're. I organ- think
0: I I think we're talking um, first and foremost. I love that you bypassed my prep joke <laughs> on the big game uh, on the big I, K, I, K <laughs> podcast. Li- uh, living for it. <laughs> I was to like really into what I
2: was saying. Yes.
0: <laughs> Secondly. Speaking as two people who cook and cook a lot and are maybe known for their cooking. Um I feel like menu menu writing can be a little intimidating for the for the average non non advanced cooking person, right? Yes, yes. yes um so. and so and so perhaps maybe a tip for like menu writing is uh, right off the top of my head is is write down the things that you really love or really yeah. want
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what I would do. Or like, you know, you know your family likes the sweet potato casserole or they like the green bean casserole or they like the cranberry, whatever it is, like write that down. And then from there, I would break it down into like, make sure you have a turkey, make sure you have two, uh, two, at least two starches, one green, and then obviously dessert as well. And then maybe some appetizers or what, you know, however, how many people you're having. But for me, I always say, like if you're having... I would say eight to 15 people like always having two appetizers out when people get there. And then after that kind of doing the whole meal together. And then obviously the Turkey's coming out with all the sides and I would do like two sides and then two starch sides and two green sides. And then the sauces.
0: Two starch sides, two green sides, sauces. Got yes. it. Cranberry and gravy. Yep. Uh, the Turkey yeah, 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 yeah. I can see this.
2: I, I yeah, a green bean sal- a green bean casserole, and a salad, uh, like a kale salad with some butternut squash and like some pecans and cranberries and stuff like that. Um, yeah. and because I feel like that's always missing on the table, like you know, like. Thanksgiving is a very American thing and it's you know I didn't grow up here so I just feel like it needs a little bit of like a little green like leafy thing to kind of bring it all together and like, some
0: acid because with yes. those greens comes the dressing exactly. with the acid That's right? exactly to what break it down is. the fat
2: it just does it for me you know because I love a lot yeah. of gravy but a little salad with the gravy and some mash like or turkey it's great
0: got it got it you're a gravy queen Okay, yes. that's your case.
2: Queen, not, No cranberry for me. No cranberry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also think there's no shame in the game uh, going out and buying something prepared that you know is really good. For example, yes. like, for example, you know, this is stressful. I wouldn't be mad at you if you went to some place like. Little Pie Company, not a sponsor, right? They they make a killer pie here in New York City. You pre-order it the day before, pop it out of the tin, you know, and be like, "Look what I made." I wouldn't yeah. be bad about it. You
2: know what we're, I mean? Yeah, we're doing like a Thanksgiving pre-order meal and everything mm-hmm. kind of gets you you just warm it up on the day of. You can pick it up on Monday and Tuesday, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're doing like fig jam stuffings, a baked mac and cheese, Aleppo pepper, a crust, and then a zesty turkey, a harvest fete with like different vegetables, and then a tahini apple pie.
0: So wow! Did yeah. you say tahini apple pie? Yes, honey. Delish! <laughs>
2: delish!
0: That was the other. That was the other thing I wanted to mention. You know, I love, I love to spice up a Thanksgiving because I also didn't grow up with traditional Thanksgiving. Yes, we had a turkey. And yes, we had the sweet potatoes, but we also had a roast pork shoulder and we had rice and beans and all sorts of other things that are not necessarily traditional middle America, you know? Yeah. And I love a humdinger of a, of a side dish in, in a Thanksgiving dinner, like a, you and I talked about one, that one year that I made a winter vegetable lo mein for my yeah. uh, Chinese takeout Thanksgiving, yeah,
2: you yeah, know? Yeah. 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 Delicious. And, and I love that, and that's what we we're doing with our like Thanksgiving menu is like I'm doing a fete, which is like normally vegetables with a, a with chickpeas on top, and then a tahini sauce smothered in it, so that's what we're doing with brussels sprouts, carrots, and butternut squash, and then like with the uh stuffing we're doing a fig jam stuffing with pistachio, and it's like just my twist on things, and I think it's always fun to do that a fig jam stuffing
0: with pistachio, so it's like. Bread and fig jam. It's bread, it
2: onions, have- celery, and like herbs, cooked with chicken stock, and then we fold in the fig, spicy fig jam, um, and then oh. we put it into stuffing, into muffins. I mean, and make it into stuffings, and then we like sprinkle pistachio on top and bake it off.
0: Oh, that's a, that yeah. sounds delicious. Yeah. I want I want like a little manchego just to gild the lily. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were like really. You were like listening to that. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's really good. And yeah. the pistachios we fold into it as well and put it on top. So it's great.
0: Oh, 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 okay, all right, all right. I've never done a order in Thanksgiving. You know, have you ever been out in this city for Thanksgiving? I'm finding it a really interesting adventure for the past three years or so that I've done this with my mother to go. To a restaurant on Thanksgiving that serves Thanksgiving.
2: Uh, <laughs> I've I never stay in New York for Thanksgiving, like literally ever. So um, I've never done Thanksgiving here or Christmas. I'm always out for those two. It's like oh. family, yeah. Oh, all so. right. Well, she's fancy. She's fancy. <laughs> I, Excuse I always, me. I've never done it. <laughs> no, I mean my family's not here, and I feel like the holidays is all about being with the fam, you know. So. Yeah. And it's not yes. far. They live in they live in Boston. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um a home, a home Thanksgiving. Well, I've never done a like out or order, but I know a lot of people that do and yeah, I've just Yeah, saying, oh.
0: it's an inter- it's I will say it's an interesting journey and I've gone through menu after menu after menu last year's Thanksgiving dinner at a very well-known high-end restaurant here in the city that I shall not mention. Um, It was okay. It it was not worth the price. As they always are. Yeah, it wasn't worth the price at all. Um, It was really, really expensive, and it was mediocre at best. And I, I just don't want to do that again, but then it's like, you never know, you know? And I'm trying to appease my mother who, like, wants a little bit of turkey, and then... I don't know. I don't know what to do. do I don't know what the turkey? answer. Do you care what? for turkey? Well, I care for the turkey that I've made or that my mom makes because it's real juicy. Okay. okay. Some have so, uh, like it's because it's because it like sits it's like a slow it's a low and slow turkey so it's like in there all day until the end and then it gets like broiled and crispy and there's and it's covered in bacon and it's been seasoned like it's been sitting in like Seasoning for days.
2: Okay. Yum. That sounds delicious.
0: Yeah. So it's never dry.
2: <laughs> okay. We we're for at the store we're confiting ours, which is like mm-hmm. just it honestly comes out so tender, and I think that's the only way to make it juicy and good because it's just so. Have hot. you
0: ever made a turkey roulade?
2: Roulade? No. Yes.
0: Yeah, so basically, you debone the turkey, uh-huh. and you pound it out flat as flat yeah. as you can. You, uh-huh. you season and maybe fill, roll, you roll it, cover it like tight, tight saran wrap, then tight, um, then tight, uh, aluminum, uh-huh. dump it in a long, you have to have something long like a sheet pan to boil it in till the internal temperature like reads right, yeah. cooked. Yeah. And then you throw it into the oven day of and like baste and roast it. Delicious.
2: That actually sounds really good. That feel, I feel like that would be good for the store for next year. That's not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah,
0: I, di- I did. that one year. It was. I, it it worked out. It worked out great because you can, you can roulotte it. You can boil it the day before, and yeah. or poach it. Poach it the day before, poach. and then you let it cool, and then like it all like kind of congeals like together like a terrine.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, re- we made that in our garde class. Yes. I remember yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. there, you go. Yeah. The there you go. I love that. There you go. I love that idea. Look at you, Culinary Institute of America. Honey, she, she may not have gone to school.
0: I went, yeah. through, I went to the school of in that damn kitchen, yeah. right? Ex- expediting and sometimes being behind that line because somebody didn't show up for work.
2: No, I know. <laughs> I mean, that is how you learn. You don't even learn from school. You learn from that, Like the real life experience yeah. is all, I mean, that's where you learn it all.
0: Absolutely. Well, in your mouth, listeners, if you didn't get some insight for into how to handle some sort of Thanksgiving or any ideas from us, I don't know how else to help you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Truly. <Totally>. Okay. <laughs> for Thanksgiving I, on Eddie'sGrocer.com.
0: That's right. Just just go to Eddie'sGrocer.com and pre-order it. You know, and maybe uh, are you on Gold Belly yet? No. No, you will be. I'm manifesting that for you. It's asking me that it's any day now. It's, it really is any day. now. (laughs) So um, if you're out of, if you're out of the state, if you're out of New York, well, you you can figure it out. But right now I think Eddie and I need to take a quick break. I'm going to help him fold his laundry. We're going to have a quick (laughs) cocktail and we'll be right back with my favorite part and your favorite part of the podcast.
1: Visit SleepingDogsMovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's SleepingDogsMovie.com slash Wondery.
0: All right, Eddie, I hope you're ready for my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call Food News updates. Mm-hmm. Food Ugh. news. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spell the cheese. <laughs> up. Philadelphia man brings joy to a weary world by eating 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days.
2: Okay, 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 okay. I actually, I'm not judging. I would eat that. I eat a lot of, I eat a lot of rotisserie chicken.
0: Oh, you all up in that, in that chick aren't you?
1: (laughs)
2: I love a rotisserie chicken. That's for damn
0: sure. I just, I literally, I, I need to be canceled. I just said chick <laughs> I love it. What, what is wrong with me? Um, uh, I, First and foremost, I loved your face because you thought I was about to say 40 chickens in one sitting.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh God. But then 40 days, I was like, I eat probably a little bit of rotisserie chicken every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, but not a whole one. I mean not I guess whole, I could one. I guess I could eat a whole one a day. You have half a chicken for lunch and half a chicken for dinner, no?
2: Yeah. It's also like if you shred it, you can add it to soup. You can add it to we use it in like so many different things, like in a rice, you can yeah. try right? like there's so I many- mean,
0: I feel like I feel like we have to shout out Rachel Ray. It is Thanksgiving and it is and it is um we are talking about rotisserie chicken. I feel like she was queen of throwing a rotisserie chicken into everything. And like kind of started that trend for us, even though, you know,
2: I used to watch and that's what I got me going for sure. Yes.
0: I mean, she doesn't get me going. I I like a little something (laughs) (laughs) rougher.
2: (laughs) when When I moved to America, like 30 minutes with Rachel Ray was it. And she was on Oprah as well all the time. So I was like very into her.
0: I I love that. I love that. Um, But you know who I am into as well? Mr. Alexander Tominski, who apparently on October 8th tweeted a photo of himself tightly gripping a fork and knife as he prepared to tear into a rotisserie chicken, uh, saying, I would like to invite you all on the journey that I am on. I am eating a rotisserie chicken every day for 30 days. Today is day 11. I will keep you all updated as I get closer to my goal the sodium laden journey stretched from 30 days to 40 days and it came to an end over a last weekend uh, at the beginning of November on a pier near a Philadelphia Walmart with a crowd of a hundred uh, cheering every bite <laughs> what is wrong well, with he people? he ate
2: the whole chicken at once Not the every day, day. day for 30 yeah. days
0: you well, know
2: Okay, wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's uh, he um, he wanted to 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 do this. What's the point? Well, he wanted to do this to bring joy to people. Okay, all right. right. Does that
2: bring joy to people? I, I don't know.
0: You know, um, he, he goes on to say, there's no broader meeting here. I don't think there's anything to take out of it as far as a moral lesson. One attendee who watched Taminsky down his 40th chicken told Billy Penn, it's just a guy eating chicken. But where is this? I'm reading this Food and Wine article. Thank you, Food and Wine. Not a sponsor yet. Um that he just wanted to give people something to look forward to. That was a break from everything else that happened in the world. You know, he wanted to provoke some kind of semi-meaningless distraction from you know everything else that's happening in the world. He said, "This is uh, this is just a little bit of an inconvenience and a sacrifice for the joy that it seems to be bringing people." He told the Times. Good for you, Glenn Coco. <laughs> I heard by the end, by number 40, it became a struggle. Yeah. Like, it went from eating a chicken in 15 minutes to, like, taking hours to eat.
2: Especially, like, the breasts. Like, that would, like, make you nauseous, I feel like.
0: uh, (laughs) Do breasts make you nauseous?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, chicken breasts after a while could be like, I can't do this anymore. You know. I'm more of
0: an ass man myself, like a pork butt. Are you folding a
2: jockstrap? Is that a
0: thong? (laughs) uh, Any of my listeners, this is a first for the podcast. No one has ever in the five years of me doing this been folding their laundry and talking to me, especially their thongs, and you know what we're a stand. We stand <laughs> you, Eddie and your undergarments, and we stand you, Alexander Taminsky, who are you know what bringing bringing joy to a weary world <laughs> Blue Moon that. releases miniature pies to pair with your beer. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what yeah. I mean, would, would you dunk a pie in a beer?
2: No, I don't drink beer to begin with, and just no, 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 <laughs> that's gonna be a no yeah. for me,
0: uh, uh, even if it's a collab with uh Melissa Ben Ishe from Baked by Melissa, yeah. <laughs> Eddie's absolutely not here for this blue Um, moon is in blue moon all right well you know what she's laughing all the way to the bank because those tiny little cupcakes that that she that she makes or she sold to corporate america or or whatever she did cost nothing to make there is no overhead there and she is making all the
2: money i know it's crazy
0: So I can't be mad at her, but Blue Moon is encouraging you to temporarily forget about adding an orange slice to the rim of your pint glass in favor of garnishing it with miniature pie instead. And they paired with Melissa, like I said, Melissa Ben Isbe, a Baked by Melissa. The three blue moon pie pints include a spiced citrus pie with a hint of orange and designed to complement the flavor of blue moon Belgian white. Coconut citrus with a decadent coconut orange filling can accompany a glass of blue moon haze. And the mango and pineapple custard filling tropic sky pie pairs with the light sky citrus wheat and tropical wheat. (laughs) <laughs> uh, now do we really want custard and pie like dairy? I mean, do we really want custard and and beer like dairy and beer? Is that a thing?
2: Ah, uh, this is just all like just just no. Why are we doing this? Also, I would love to see a picture. I know you does it is there pictures there?
0: Yeah, there's pictures. It's pictures. It's a very lovely food styled uh courtesy of Blue Moon uh photo here of like you know, uh, a lattice, tiny pie, like just on the rim of a glass in a beer, and like there's one that looks or like this big,
2: like, like, or like,
0: like no, not like, not like quart, not like quiche size, like not like okay. mini quiche size, like they're more like they look like a large orange slice size, you know, like okay. grapefruit size,
2: okay,
0: you know, like a good okay. navel orange
2: size. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm just, this is like not for me whatsoever. I'm like not really the biggest sweet person and I don't really love um, beer. So it's like, uh, what? And then also, is this like seasonal? Like, is this happening all the time or is it just like around like Thanksgiving pies?
0: No, they just, they just wanted to do this. I mean, all these companies are doing the most, you know, just all for the, the Instagram of yeah. it all. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I think this is just one of those things for, and I feel like Blue Moon has like this whole culture and these whole, and like super fans. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always that one person that needs their Blue Moon. <laughs> There's always that girl. It's I feel me. it's not me. <laughs> he's like, can we just go back to talking about my underwear? Because that was way more interesting.
2: (laughs) I'm on my last piece of laundry. I've been folding laundry this whole time.
0: I love that. I love that for you. Well, I don't... You know what? Good for you, Blue Moon, and Blue Moon stands out there to have, a, you know, a little something to spice up your beer. If I'm not, I'm not going to yuck your yum here, but I don't think Eddie and I are here for this. And last but not least, speaking of Eddie's uh, stuffing muffins, uh, she has some competition in tow because White Castle's new Thanksgiving stuffing recipe goes bite-sized. Just like their are sliders. Ah, they're coming for your gig.
2: They are. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, stuffings, like, I, I want to see what these look like. There's beef in them? No, there's no beef in them. They're actually
0: stuffing muffins. I also didn't realize that every year White Castle does something for Thanksgiving.
2: I didn't know that either.
0: And I thought this was very apropos for National Fast Food Day as well. You know what I mean? It's a make at home
2: Oh, no, people just have recipes for this. Okay, I'm just looking this no, up. No, no,
0: no. No, uh, White Castle started its own tradition. In 1991, White Castle re- released its own original slider stuffing recipe, a way of turning their tiny burgers into innards for your turkey. But most recently, they're they're released new twists last year it was a bacon jalapeno cheese slider stuffing and southwestern jalapeno hey, cheese happened? slider stuffing now now they have a kickin southwest stuffed muffins <laughs> and it's packed with corn green onions chili powder and a variety of peppers and the main ingredient um jalapeno cheese sliders oh so there is meat in them I mean, they're coming for your gig though. They're stuffing muffins, right? Yeah. That's I mean, I did not know they had a tradition. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's it, I think it's a weird if you ask me.
2: <laughs> you no, know, I guess like nobody does that for fast food, so it's nice that somebody does something.
0: Yeah, I guess. I'm being a grinch here. Uh, well, you know what? I guess we could go to Popeyes and get our turkey. Go to White Castle, get our Stuffing muffins. Go to KFC and get your mashed potatoes. Oh my god, go to KFC and get your mashed potatoes. But then we need a green. Oh, oh, and you can get your corn at um at uh KFC too. We need a mac okay. and cheese. Oh, we can get mac and cheese at Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, a whole fast What's- food
2: Thanksgiving. Who has cornbread? Somebody does.
0: Popeye's has cornbread, no? Yeah. Oh, or yeah. um or uh, uh, uh breakfast the breakfast place waffle house you can go to
2: waffle house we just Oh my made god a whole oh. Thanksgiving out of fast food restaurants on fast food on national fast food day what are we I
0: I don't know but somebody should do that for their <laughs> Instagram I can't believe nobody has done this yet
2: <laughs> And with that
0: I think that's a perfect way to end food news update <laughs> Eddie, uh, before we close out, because this is ridiculous, and I loved having I love having you here. Um, I want to take a moment and talk about the Ally Forney Center and this We Are Family dance-a-thon that's happening this weekend, come Sunday. Uh, you're raising money. Uh, I have a donation page, but I've been so busy that I can't, I haven't been. Uh as diligent as you have been, but so many people out there are raising money for the Ali Forney Center. Tell the kids this in, uh, about this
2: initiative and how you're a part of it, please. Um, yes, of course. So I've been part of the Ali Forney for three years now, and I know you've been for many more years than me. But um, you know, Ali Forney, I just think speaks to me. I love the holidays. I love this time of year, and I love being around my family. Like I said earlier, and. There's nothing more that I'll, like, I can never wrap my brain around, like, being homeless and not having food and, you know, being in a food insecure city in a way and, like, not having a way to get food. And I think especially around the holidays, but all year round. And so every year they put together the uh, We Are Family campaign, which is, you know, your chosen family And this year, I'm the culinary producer for the event, for for the Dance-A-Thon. And that's happening this Sunday, where you can donate or come and join us. And, um, you know, all we're trying to do is raise awareness on food insecurity. And we filmed that beautiful video that's going to come out really soon, but also we're going to be putting tables together, like a little food hall section at the event where I've got seven different queer chefs coming in and, um, feeding the crowd with different foods and really fun stuff. Honestly, uh, you'll see Jeremy Solomon from Aggie's counter, Eric C from Ursula, um, I'm trying, will coleman what chef will coleman will be there uh waldi cucina will be there i mean there's so many different people that will be are there. they all
0: queer chefs yeah yeah all right yeah. all right i yeah. i mean that there's been some you know jeremy solomon has been on the pod obviously will coleman has been on the pod yes. um uh, i'm just you know i'm i'm listening to new names and i was like wait a minute how do Eric I not C- have my finger on the pulse? Oh, oh
1: okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> Eric C., who owns Ursula, and then Waldy, Yeah, so they're all part of it. And I'm very... And there's more. There's more chefs than that. Nassim is going to be there. I mean, there's so many great people that are going to be part of this. And um, I think it's just raising money but also having fun like being together as our family right before the holidays and i think it's like a way to give back right before the holidays stepping into it and it's really fun what we're doing it's like almost like a breast cancer walk but instead of that it's like we're dancing to celebrate and raise awareness and raise money so instead of a walk or run or whatever we're doing making it into a dance which i think is the funnest thing ever at the knockdown center so it's happening on sunday from 11 a.m until 6 p.m seven hours of dancing i mean what else can you ask for with lots of like special guests and djs and the food and drinks and i mean everything that you want so join us that's incredible that's
0: incredible and it's it's something I feel like we don't think about during the holidays because we're so wrapped up in, like, Thanksgiving prep and menus and turkeys and and family drama because there's a lot of that. But, you know, there's – I always say it on this podcast, right? I talk – actually, I talk about it more than I've realized on this podcast about the percentage of uh, youth, homeless youth out in – out here in America, a large percentage of that are LGBTQ youth. And then beyond that, you know, something like 38% or 36 to 38% of that homeless LGBTQ youth identify as trans and non binary. And these times can be really triggering for people who've, you know, the community who's, who have been, you know, ousted by their families or don't feel safe in their homes. Mm-hmm. And, And don't have a place to go, you know, and so this is what Ali Forney is, is committed to doing is providing resources to those young people, you know, and this is such a great way to give back. And I was so honored to like kind of be in the mix of these people to be
2: included in this, you know, call to action. Yeah, I'm very, very, thank you very much for coming. And I'm very excited for you to see the video too. I, you're going to love it. It's absolutely beautiful. And I think, you know, we try our best at all times, you know, as much as we get, I always like to give. And I think, you know, with the dinners, when we do at the grocery, I always donate to different charities. But around this time of year, I feel like I need to get back to my community here in New York. You know, we, I give back to Lebanon, we give back to queer people around the world, but then you kind of forget, not forget, but you kind of just, you know, you know, leave that to the side, and I think it's this time of year that you really got to look at the people around you, especially in New York City, um, and around this time. Absolutely, and
0: again, this is this is something I talk about, right? I especially during the holidays, I talk about attainable charities and tangible charities—a place where you feel like if you're giving money or you can donate something or whatnot, you can feel the effects or see the effects it's not like i'm don't i have to donate five thousand dollars through the red cross that i don't have and i don't know where that money goes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and through all the all the little things that i do much like you it's this is a place where we meet in the middle this is this feels attainable and this feels doable you know and it's not necessarily going to break the bank no, uh, for sure. And any dollar counts, any yeah. dollar
2: counts, which is
0: huge. I, I, I forget what the statistic was uh, or the numbers were, and maybe you know, um, but I'm sure you can find it on Ali Forney. And I probably should have looked it up that like every $10 is how many meals or,
2: or, yeah, do you know that number? One week, one week of meals.
0: Every $10 is one week of meals. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I know. So that's doable. And 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 you're feeding and you're not only feeding homeless people, but you're feeding homeless LGBTQ youth that need it, right? So it's like double way, like it's like you're doing double duty, right? Because you're also you're 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 helping people, but you're also giving back to your community, right? And so that comes back to you,
2: you know. So and and I think you know coming and celebrating with us will also be fun, and it's a great way to give back. You know, a hundred dollars will get you into the um, into the. Events event. and yeah and but of course you can donate more or raise more awareness or have make a team and get people to join you to come in yeah and i feel like the
0: v- event will be virtual too i saw so if yes. let's say let's say you don't have all that money but you wanted to support you or or you can't come out for whatever reason and you could still watch it virtually and and there's my ten dollars I know that this provided X amount of meal and now I'm watching virtually and having a dance party on a Sunday at home while I cook something, you know, or while I prep out Thanksgiving. I think that's a great way. I love it all. Um, and FYI, full transparency just because I was part of this video doesn't mean I just got like free entry into the event. I also, I also paid my money. All right. I, I also contributed and donated, Um, not to be like, Oh, look at me, but
1: you know, we're, we're part of
0: the, we're part of the cycle, you know, like I'm putting my money where my mouth is here. Amen. Yeah. So that's super, super, super important. And thank you. Thank you for, uh, being a part of this with me or including me or like the whole thing. It was just, it was such, such a special day and such a special reunion for you and me. Um, because a lot has happened for us and with us over the many uh, over the past two years, two years. since you've yeah. last last been here, so sure. it's beautiful to see um if we're gonna if we're gonna leave the listener with like you know some last minute thanksgiving inspiration what would
2: it be um last minute inspiration prep 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 and enjoy yourself <laughs> like enjoy in more yourself. ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yep, there it is. You've got both. with Those were two great gay jokes right there. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> listen, it's important. We need to we're take serving care it of to ourselves. <laughs> we to, uh, yes, we are serving it to you. And we need to take care of you. And you need yes. to take care of yourselves out there. Yes. Okay. Because ain't nobody bothering on on uh,
2: Thanksgiving. All right. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. I said <laughs> it. it. What's next for you? Um, oh my God, so much is happening. You got like a farm. You have all the things. (laughs) I just got a farm in September and I'm hoping to turn it into an event space for next summer. I just, um, I'm finishing up my book And I mean, that's not coming out for another year, but I'm finishing that up. I'm almost done testing all 120 recipes, which is crazy. I have nine left. I'm at the stretch mark. Then we're shooting and then just finishing up the book. That's honestly the biggest thing on my radar right now.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Amazing!
0: I also love that you've stopped folding laundry, sat down, and now you're giving me full like Lebanese poppy. All of a sudden, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but like the lighting changed, and you're giving me like you're giving me full sex. I was like, wait a
2: minute, okay. <laughs> I went from like housewife to like dad at the counter with a scotch and a cigar. Yeah, I'm here for it. I was like, why is why
0: is this couch
2: moist? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, oh my god give the kids all the handles tell them where they can find you where they can order thanksgiving where they can pop in say hi because you're always at that store um
2: and give them all the things it's at edward massey e-d-o-u-a-r-d not w it's eddie's grocery e-d-y-s grocer. And that's our Instagram and my Instagram, eddiesgrocer.com. You can come and shop on our website, all the good things. You can order the Thanksgiving there. You can do catering orders from there. All the kit and caboodles all there for you and stay tuned for more on the farmhouse. Yes, absolutely. And Eddie
0: also does like these special like cookbook nights and all these special, he pairs with all sorts of people to do these special events at the store as well which I love, um, which I need to get to as well. Yeah, but that's it. Oh, my God. Jerry Springer, final thoughts. If it's Polish-owned, can you call it a bodega?
2: It was called a deli, and I always called it a deli. I wouldn't call it a bodega.
0: Okay. Uh, Those aren't my words. Those are Forbes' words.
2: I know, I know. I know that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I wouldn't call it a bodega.
0: I had this this conversation the other day with somebody else. I'm like, you know, is it... uh, is Are we at the point where it's just a
2: blanket term now? No, because I think she made, like, homemade food in the back. Like, that's no bodega. Bodegas don't make homemade food. They oh, yes, make- they do. They do? <laughs> you I, haven't my, been uptown in this city? <laughs> I, in my brain, they, like, don't. I don't know. In my brain, that's more of, like, a deli in a market. Yeah, the bodeg- there's,
0: like, a deli. But there's, like, sometimes there's, a,
2: depending on who, there's some great bodega
0: over here in how, it. it's closed uh, a few years back, right before the pandemic or during the pandemic because uh, Hell's Kitchen used to be very Latino back in the day before it became the neighborhood, and they had the best empanadas in the back. Mm. Oh my god. Mm. So good. I
2: love,
0: mm. I love empanadas. So good. All right. All right. That's what we're leaving you with today. In your mouth, listeners. Um, we are racing towards Thanksgiving. Get that list ready. Don't forget to defrost your turkey. I'm telling you now. Two days, put it, take it out of the freezer two days before. Defrost the turkey, and please really. season that. Please season it. Season your ish every step of the way. Always. Nobody likes nobody likes a dry turkey. Always. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. And I guess all I have to say, besides thank you again to Eddie, um, is thank you to you all out there for listening to In Your Mouth! Thank you. (laughs)